Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, earlier this week uh, on this program, we talked a little bit uh, about a video that surfaced uh, over the weekend on social media of uh, Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim shotgunning a beer. Uh, We had Francis Beulah from the Global Mail on the show. We talked a little bit about the incident. And look, it doesn't bother me. It's part of public life, and when you're called, sometimes a shotgun, a beer, or whatever it is at an event, it happens, not a big deal. But I thought it was an opportunity for us to talk about uh, uh, some bigger issues, which is, um, what has the present ABC Council been able to achieve uh, in its first year? Now, year will be October when they were first elected. They were sworn in in November, so the year isn't up. Lots of time, but I've also believed that in these, in, in moment, when it comes to government, uh, your first couple of years, you are, have the opportunity to do big things. And after that, you start eyeing the next election. You can get a bit um, uh, risk averse. So in, in my world, I always believe a majority, never mind a supermajority, is a terrible thing to waste. Now, here's Francis Beulah's assessment so far of the early days of ABC. We're not seeing visible progress and we're not seeing a big policy move. And so it tends it's tending to be a bit performative. We're showing that we're a jolly, happy city and we care about things. But what's actually being done, it's, it's not that clear. That was uh, Global Mail's Francis Beale. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about what ABC has done and accomplished uh, is Sarah Kirby-Young, the ABC Vancouver City Councillor. Uh, good afternoon, Sarah. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. I thought I, I thought I was going to get a lecture from you. By, by all means, if you want to give me one, go ahead. But I, I thought it was a legitimate no, question. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to have a chance to come on and talk about what we actually are doing. And I so, think that uh, I haven't seen Francis at our council meetings lately, and they've been a lot shorter and more efficient than they used to be. So maybe she's missing some of the good things that I'm going to tell you about. Okay, well, first and foremost, you promised 100 police officers, 100 mental health workers. You're well on your way uh, to providing that. I'm not going to debate you on that issue. Uh, well, on that, on that note, because a lot of people do ask what's the status of that, and uh, BBD is actually looking to hire 175. We committed to 100 new uh, to right-size uh, the police force. We also committed to fully funding the fire department. Um, plus, they have obviously retirements and regular attrition, and they have hired 86 as of today. I think there's 46 recruits currently at the academy right now, so we are well on the way there. And I think what's important to note, too, is that the actual interest in applying to the VPD um, when they were having challenges last term, when you had a mayor and council that quite honestly didn't believe in the police department, um, the actual amount of applications and interest has gone way up. All right. Well, um, and so I think that that's a really positive outcome. So well, that not, might we're be not. I'm not. Your listeners don't. Know I'm. About. I'm not going to disagree with that. We've talked about that. But let's talk about other things. I'm just going to throw throw a few things out. Uh, the decampment okay. issue uh, in the downtown east side. Have, and I'm going to throw a few of them out, and you can pick the ones you want to talk about. Have the development application process been streamlined? How about new park spaces? It may be early, but I'm going to bring it up as well. What will the new bike lane in Stanley Park look like if this one is being taken out? Where are labor negotiations on this issue? And uh, as we saw today, huge drought conditions. Are we really going to be running fountains in the summer? So you pick the ones you want to focus on and you let me know. Okay, well, let's let's take the dev- development process because that's a really big one and that's yep. something we've talked about a lot um, and we've been spending a lot of time on. And so 
let me tell you some of the things that we have done and some of the things that we said no to to actually make it simpler. So some of the things that we said no to is that uh, last term the council put in a policy inquiry process. It was well-intentioned to say, can we give some applicants some early feedback before they have to go through a lengthy and expensive rezoning process? And what we found is that that actually backfired and was the opposite of what the intention was. And it ended up adding length and complexity to the process. And so we said, take it out. Staff came to us, said, okay, here's how we can fix it. We said, why try to fix something that's not working? Let's just not do it. I'll give you another example. Um, we had some councillors that tried to come back with putting in a new pace of change policy to slow down development on the Broadway plan. And again, we said, no, let's not do that because we already have a natural pace of change because our development processes are not fast enough. Um, so there's a couple of examples. Yesterday on temporary modular housing, we had some councillors in a motion who wanted to perpetuate the status quo of this temporary housing with a small number of units on valuable city-owned land. And we said, no, let's go bigger and bolder. Uh, and these leases, people are going to be guaranteed homes. But we actually need to intensify these sites so we can probably quadruple the number of homes and provide permanent homes for people, not temporary. So I would say that that's an example where we're not afraid to take these issues on uh, mm -hmm. and to take a stand. And then on the development process in general, we're starting to see some of the fruits of, of our labors from the implementation of digital permitting. There's a lot of work to do. Um, I'm going to be very honest. Um, but we are seeing, for example, full digitization of application um, process. Just yesterday at Council, we took uh, approval to a rainwater management process, which was for some reason, attached to the rezoning process. It was taking 56 weeks to get that. We thought, that's ridiculous. Stripped it out. Mm -hmm. That's now part of the development process. That's into three weeks. So it's difficult to communicate around a lot of this work that's happening, um, but we're just rolling up our sleeves and trying to do it. Uh, quick question. Do you regret the 10.7% property tax increase? Because one would argue that's not what you were elected on. And, pre and, and even if there was going to be a larger property tax increase like other municipalities had to deal with, perhaps they wanted you and uh, your mayor, your council to at least find savings. So at least that uh, pro increase may have been only single digits rather than double digits. Do you regret the 10.7% property tax increase? Uh, we regret when we're putting stress on people and they're already challenged with uh, sort of the just affordability issues and the economics of it. Um, I think for us that was uh, that was not an easy decision to make, uh, but we didn't have enough time to delve into the budget to find the savings that we wanted. What but I couldn't you push though, back? But hang on, could you not push back on civil servants and say, hey, defer some of these programs, uh, uh, cancel some if we can, push, kick the down, kick some of these programs down uh, down the road a little bit? Like you, ten point seven is still significant. You I mean you couldn't have taken a point or two off or three or four percent? I, I I didn't see. And maybe I'm wrong here, but I didn't see a real effort on the part of the council to say, let's reduce this at the very least, because 10.7% is ridiculous as a property tax increase. It's a significant increase, and I would say two things to that. Is one, we formed the budget task force, so that, and we committed to saying we, those are, the increases are not sustainable. We can't continue to have them, and they're doing their work. We're going to get their information back in the fall, um, and we're committed to doing that. The second thing that I'll say, too, is that it wasn't just a status quo budget. We also reinvested back in stuff that had been cut for years that mattered to people. And it was snow removal, cleaning of streets, additional sanitation, the things that people said, I don't understand why my taxes are going up and I'm not seeing the services and the value for money. Um, and so we did put money into those areas that we felt were really important. But you're right, we need to get to a lower tax level and we're working on that. Okay. Uh, now the, uh, the budget uh, process that you're in now looking at longer term 9% property tax increase every year for the next five years. Uh, how do you plan to fix that or at least deal with it so those increases are not 
uh, uh, significant. And as I think you, you said on this program, about fifteen percent of that of the of spending at the city is housing and and daycare, which is not the core business of cities. And I'm not saying shut everything down. I'm not a cold person, but to, at the same time, you do as Brad West said earlier today on this show. But when you take up those costs, you let the provincial and federal government off the hook when you do so with the allowing to get them away with the downloading. Where are you? Where will you find the savings to make sure Vancouverites will not be hit with a nine percent property tax increase? So a big part of that has been re-establishing really positive relationships with the province and the federal government. And we saw, for example, with the decamp of the downtown east side, we've got great partners uh, with JVB um, and the provincial folks in terms of stepping up and saying this is some, a bigger problem than Vancouver can solve alone. Um, and they're coming in and delivering the housing. I think in terms of right-sizing, the reason that we know how much Vancouver is spending is because I asked to quantify that. That's why we're having that public discussion. And the city of Vancouver can contribute to housing by making it faster. We can provide sites for social nonprofit housing. Um, but we need to invest back in our own infrastructure so we don't have the side of the roof falling off the aquatic center. People have the community centers and the parks that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the conversations that have been happening. And that will allow us to shift some of those dollars that previously had been spent into the things that people want to see in their community um, and trying to, but to, you know, have, make sure that we've got a reasonable investment in infrastructure, uh-huh. um, but also a reasonable capital budget. Uh, final question to you. Uh, do you think that your party needs a better job at least articulating some of this because there, there have been perceptions and I've heard from your own supporters that look, I expected more. I'm not seeing much in regards to getting things done, big, bold things that need to happen and doing them early in your mandate. They're not seeing enough of that. A lot of performative stuff, as uh, Francis Bula said, small stuff, uh, but not the big stuff that needs to happen. I think that what we're doing is focusing on what people asked us to, which is really taking care of the city. Yes, I think communication is always important, which is why I'm glad you asked me on to talk about it. Um, but, you know, when Francis talked about big housing moves, we're moving ahead with putting the six lots uh, onto single-family zones across the city. Nine single-family uh, zones will be condensed, collapsed back into one. Um, we've gone as far as naming it already in terms of residential inclusive. That will be in place in the fall. That's going through... Uh, the process that needs to happen. So these are big moves in housing, but yeah, absolutely. I think that the more we can get out, you want to have us back on the show, we'll be happy to do a weekly segment and tell you everything that we are actually moving forward. I I think we'd be happy to let people know. Yeah, and we look forward to having you on. I promise you that. And I know the mayor is scheduled to be on starting in September once a month, coming on the show to take questions from me and from the audience as well. So I do appreciate that. Thank you for your time today, Sarah. And I promise you we we will be definitely having you back on the show to talk about some of these things as well. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. Have a great afternoon.